Why Can't I Do Music Good is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. If you would like to be part of that audience, please follow us at twitch.tv forward slash oddhobs. That is twitch.tv forward slash O-D-D-H-O-B-B-S. And then you'll be notified as to when we go live, you can get involved in the discussion. Now, without further ado, on with the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, the 6th of May, the year is 2021. My name is Lawrence Hobbs. My name is Theo Dehaney. And this is Why Can't I Do Music Good? A show where we talk about music, making music, why we're rubbish at making music, and what we're trying to do about it. Hello again, Theo. Hello, Lawrence. How are you doing again? Good, 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 good. I'm excited about today. I'm excited about today as well. So um, for those of you who aren't in the, the live Twitch chat, um, essentially... Firstly, we're not angry. We're not angry. We're just disappointed. Uh, you should be supporting your boys. Um, so for those of you who aren't in the, uh, in the live Twitch chat, uh, you've already missed out on an hour's worth of, of music talk. Just so you know. Mr. Jolly123 is. He says, I am... <laughs> um but the reason why this is happening is because we are trying our best to 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 fulfill some goals that we already had for the show. Um so there's there was two main goals that we had. Um one the first well we're trying to solve them in tandem. It happens to be that one has been solved before the other. But uh the first one was that we were going to try and enable it so that we could have three people on the show at the same time. And this is for the purpose of being able to do interviews with people. Um, people we know, people who are our friends, people who are in the industry, that sort of thing. The other thing we wanted to do was to sort of syndicate the show and turn it into a podcast. And what we're doing is uh, we understand that the Twitch show is three hours long. Um that's a long time to commit to watching two people live. However, one hour and then optionally like getting yourself into the rest of the time, that's much more doable. And if it's in a podcast format, it's easier to consume as well. Which is why, if this is the first time you've listened to us, you will find that the episode number is episode 19. <laughs> it's episode... Yep, episode 19, um, but, uh, sorry, episode 18, episode 18, sorry, uh, but still, this is episode number one of the, of the, the podcast, we will be referring to it in, uh, by its, by its show episode though, so if you would like to watch the other 17 episodes of Why Can't I Do Music Good, you will have to go to our YouTube, where you'll be able to find video versions of the podcast, um, or if you join us live on Twitch, you'll be able to see them all live, and you can see the some of the historical ones. Some of them have disappeared uh, because that is the nature of Twitch, and I'm sorry about that. But without further ado, <clears throat> let's uh, let's get on with with the actual show. 
so the show. let's do some show stuff so here's how the show's gonna go um there's there's a little bit of talkie that we'll do at the beginning for a few minutes uh we've also got a big news story to talk about and we have uh some songs to talk about in songs we can't get enough of and songs that didn't get enough love and if we've got some time at the end we'll do a wheel of conversation how does that sound Theo? that sounds amazing sounds like my thursday sounds like my type of thursday baby um <laughs> so uh before we before we dive into some news is there is there anything that's that's cropped up that anybody wants to talk about or anything you had on your mind anything you want to rant about anything you that you just you just need to get get yeah, Joel, discussed. what's going on with you brother yeah that brother. includes if you're in if you're in the twitch chat at the moment if there's anything you want to talk about here we can absolutely talk about it if it's a big topic we'll save it for the after show um but this is this is a good time to suggest those things i'll tell you something that i would like to talk about have you seen nothing much oh you gotta give me something man <laughs> it's got an hour to fill here come on dude <laughs> i'll tell you what i want to talk about um you probably have seen a lot of sponsored videos on in musical youtube videos recently where a lot of live recording artists have been gifted a guitar have you seen them I haven't. What the? Uh, are you talking about the Epiphones? I'm talking about the uh, the new Fender Tele semi-acoustic. I have. Uh, I, I I've seen one advert for that, but uh, yeah, like a year and a half ago, there was a video for Mary Spender, who's yep. a YouTuber who who got her hands on one of these, and I think Paul David's got one as well. I think. Hmm. But yeah, I've seen it. It's a really interesting idea it's i think it looks so gross i think it's a disgusting mm. looking guitar and i'm a massive I fan of the telly um just as a, a quick heads up mr jolly in the chat has said um he wants to know why every new pop song sounds the same why is that weirdly good damn question it's a really good question and weirdly we are planning on discussing that in today's show um so when we get to um songs that didn't get enough love we're actually going to go into that. Yeah. Um, so, excellent question, and such a good question that you've already anticipated something we were going to say. Why, did, why didn't we think of that? Why we didn't did. we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the Fender, the, the new semi-acoustic Telecaster is... Oh, God, we've lost Theo. We've lost him. Technical <laughs> issues. Oh. Ooh. Oh, he's back. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what happened? Uh oh. Are you there? I'm here. Are cool. you there? I'm there. I'm there. I'm right with you, buddy. Um what happened? Right with you. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's fine then. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well um the uh, the uh, the Fender Telecaster shape uh, the new Fender semi acoustic telecaster I think is absolutely gross. Essentially, for those of you who haven't it seen it, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's literally, if you can imagine the shape of a Telecaster, yeah, and the th the width of a Telecaster as well, how deep that, that an electric guitar is, not very deep at all, and they've just, they've taken off, off all the pickups, so it's just, and they've taken off the, the scratch plate, so it's just wood sheen, 
and then just a hole stuck in the middle. And it just, I, d I don't understand why it needed to happen. Um, and, mm. and like I've said, I'm a big fan of the, the shape of the Telecaster. I think it's a very functional shaped guitar. And th to be honest, I've realized how much I like the look of the scratch plate more than anything. Like the scratch plate is a very, very iconic shape. And without that, mm. it looks a bit weird. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, Theo. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. They are they're, they're ugly. They look like. I think the thing is for me with with the way that they look. Firstly, like I've there's a lot of their color schemes. The color options seem to be a lot of pastels, which I don't are necessarily my cup of tea anyway. But for the general, I think the biggest for the semi-acoustic. Oh, this the semi-acoustics. Okay, cool. Like a, a Telecaster, I used to, I used to not like them. I used to think they were ugly. Um, I remember we had a conversation about this because yep. you got really upset because of your upset? Telecaster. <laughs> Did I get upset? Huh? Did I get upset? Well, no, not 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 like genuinely upset. But you're okay. like, shut up, man! It's like this is a gorgeous guitar. Like, <laughs> fuck you. But um. Yeah, so like I've I've sort of come around to them. It's, I guess I hadn't seen a lot of Telecasters before. There's but some of them look absolutely amazing. With this, but yeah, some of them look awful. Mm. You're talking about the Acoustasonic, right? Yeah, the Acoustasonic is the thing I'm discussing. Yeah. 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 Cool. So yeah, like pastel. What the thing is, what it looks. To me, they've taken an acoustic guitar body. They've smushed it down like that. They've like played over around the the edges, and it it looks the it's the sound hole, man. The I, it's something I think the sound hole. Yeah. The fact that it goes in like that. Yeah. The fact that it's not a hole. Yeah. It's. I don't like it. No, I think it's. I don't like I it. it. <laughs> and it's too small. It's yeah. so small. Yeah. It's tiny. <laughs> It doesn't. It's, it's just off, man. Like, why don't you just draw a circle on there? That a big circle that would <laughs> that would have looked well, better. Um, it does actually need the. Uh, it does actually need the. Probably have something to do with it, but yeah, it'll, I just it'll probably if have you needed the curves in there, you can hide them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there, there's a cavity. I believe there's a cavity in there because the the idea is that you can blend you can blend the acoustic and the electric tones. Hmm. Um, but Mr. Jolly in the yeah. Twitch chat says it's very minimalist, and I yeah, a bit too minimalist. I think that they've done, they've well, relied too much. Like I, they could have, they could have said Acoustasonic, we're going to do a new sort of guitar design. I don't think they needed to just take the guitar design that they already have. That's one of the most popular designs, but it's popular in the context of all the other stuff. So so like the 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 pickup mm. the the the, the, the the bridge pickup for a not bridge pickup the neck pickup for a telecaster is iconic um combined with the scratch plate combined with the shape um and i think that mm. all those together look cool but if you take away any of those things it looks odd so mm. you know what i'm just looking at it so uh, right firstly i'm looking at one on gear for music and it's surf green which is a bit and it's it looks like you know in these sort of fancy like um 
things like center parks where you effectively rent a nice house in yeah. an idyllic part of the country yeah. for a little bit um and they look they're set up to look like really nice snazzy wood yeah and um, but effectively it's just plastic that looks really good yep. that is easy to wipe down yeah you know um it that's what this guitar looks like it's it's made out of it looks like it's it looks like it's supposed to look like it's made out of wood yeah it's one of those things where it's trying and too then hard they've just tacked to look on like it's made a, out of wood. green shape on the front of it. yeah yeah like it's like when someone yeah, it so, looks like you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to scratch it like yes <laughs> well yeah well that's that's my rant that's my rant it's it's i just think it's a gross 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 yeah gross it's a, guitar. it is a shame because i think there's stuff that they could have done with it to make like i don't like the the, the edge around the the color on the front plate mm. like you either i feel like they should either have left it as it was yeah or made the guitar that color you know ah i don't know dude it's it's a shame yeah because like it's some it seems to be it seems like it would be something that is really 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 useful if you got the hang of like balancing tones and whatnot and got used to the the feel of it yeah but i think there's like really useful product like put a bit more thought into like how you present it and yeah i'd be yeah. kind of over the moon about it <laughs> well i'll tell you what let's in the interest of time let's uh let's move on to our news story for today um yes so uh we have talked about this news story before in a in a sort of smaller capacity but it's uh, this news story is getting bigger um Essentially, uh, Spotify, I'm trying to find the, the article now. So Spotify um, this year, earlier on this year, um, filed a patent for some technology uh, which would constantly be listening to you all the time with the idea, um, it was basically, so you know how uh, Echo monitors your speech for a trigger word? Um, this specifically monitors your speech for lots and lots and lots of keywords that trigger other things like advertisements and suggestions. And it's essentially, it became very 1984 very quickly. Um, really scary, that. It's, yeah. And we've, we, like, I keep forgetting that we don't have a lot of time to talk about this, but it's such a big issue. Mm. Um, it's very, very obviously a bad thing, which is which is why nobody believes Spotify when they say we were never going to use this. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Oh no! <laughs> like it's not exactly us. It's not like Big Brother with the AI. Jolly says yes, absolutely. Like mm. it's it's the equivalent of it's the op. Like it's not. Spotify is not a fourteen-year-old child. This technology is not like a cool pen knife. Um, it's not a case of I bought it, I'm never going to use it. This is a case of I invented it, therefore I'm going to make sure I use it. Like mm. it's there. There's so many negative applications to this, and it makes me wonder 
was there ever anything good that could have come of this in the first place? I mean, I, I don't think it's like, I don't think the problem is with the potential for this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is with the, 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 the intention behind it, yeah. right? So, so, I think every time there's been technology, uh, like a, an advance in technology of some kind, there has been loads and loads of people exploiting it for selfish means, mm -hmm. um, for selfish ends, sorry. And so uh, the thing, so nuclear power, Right. Amazing clean energy. If it's done properly, if you've got people who know what they're doing, if the right checks are being done, amazing clean energy also has the potential to cause huge, huge, huge amounts of destruction. Yep. And so that's what's going to happen. We have so many people in the world and we're so, and when it comes to Spotify, Money makes the world go round. Yeah. So AI was always going to be used to sell stuff to us or to get information from us in some way. You know, it's just at this point, it is it's it's the way that things are. So, like, have you seen um, Maniac on Netflix? No. It's the oh, limited series with. Emma Stone, Jonah Hill? No, I haven't. No, I thought you were talking about the the film with um, what's his name as a serial killer. Um, it's Frodo. Elijah Wood. Oh, Elijah Wood. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It's a it's a gross movie. Like it's a good movie, but it's a gross movie. Um, yeah, carry on. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, effectively, it it portrays a not too distant future. And um, there's people going around the city, and it's mostly the same. But if you wanted to travel on the subway and you couldn't afford a ticket, yep. you would go for a, um, an ad buddy. So you could travel for free, but there'd be a guy sitting next to you on the train. Um, like, while, while you're riding, reading out adverts tailored to you from a piece of paper. Okay. So they've got information about you. He says, oh your outgoings are this much every year jesus really mm -mm. and then like advertising like um Debt management solutions payday loans yeah. and yeah stuff like that um i thought it was really really interesting uh just like a really interesting take on it and i think yeah i think that i can actually see that happening mm. i can actually see us getting to the point where well that's instead of people that's already know, happening that's all. Mm. That's happening in literally all the adverts we use at the moment. They're tailored exactly to us. Like I went and yeah. I looked at, I looked at my Google profile the other day, and you can look at all the assumptions that Google has made of you, and it was like, okay, I assume that you're this age. Okay, yeah, fill out enough forms. That's fine. I assume, I assume that you like this sort of music. You like these sort of video games. You are, you have been dating someone for this amount of time. Um, you. Um, are in this sort of social situation you have this many pets they um yeah like it's there's there's far too yeah. much and yeah but I then can... Im imagine though if you're trying to get like a train somewhere then 
and your card is declined. And so instead of like not being able to go or, or you know, buying a ticket, you have a dude who has like on a tablet in front of you mm. all this information about you and is sitting next to you on the whole journey, just sort of quietly leaning over to you and saying, um, you know, your your cats, they, they, they need the best food for a good, healthy coat. Mm. So we've got, you know, IAMs four to six, you know, here. And just like for a three hour train journey, that's that's how you pay your ticket. That's flipping. <laughs> I think that the larger ramification of this speech monitoring software is mm. like at the moment, they already have information on how well um, on how well a song performs on on their platform. Mm -hmm. But you would also be able to you'd also be able to sort of monitor how well an artist is regarded outside of the platform like you would you, I, I would not be surprised if this if this patent went through if this patent was sold that me as an artist i would be able to um treat spotify like some market research software where it says this many people are talking about you mm. this many of the conversations are positive this many are negative you are mentioning conversations along with these things. Um, People tend not to like your beard. Exactly. But they like your hat. Um, and yeah, that's crazy. I think it's just it's just very, very, very sorry. I just thought back on the fact that you like, I don't like your beard, but they do like the, your hat. No, you know what? As a, like beard was just the first thing that came to me. I should have gone the other way around. I wanted to. As soon as I'd said people don't like your beard, I was like, hey, oh, I, could, I should have said, look, should have said both, hat. They are both they as like easy them. to deal with. If someone doesn't if someone doesn't like my beard, they're both as easy just, to deal with. Just do that. If you don't oh, like his hat, just do that. I was thinking of walking backwards for the rest of my life and never letting anyone see my face. Just wear a bag over my head. Because that way it would also cover the hat. Um and if they like the hat, I could put the hat on top of the bag. Put the hat on top. Yeah. Um so uh so apart from harvesting data um <laughs> brave face in the chat has just do said not. do do not get rid of no, your beard i agree <laughs> burn the hat oh god you should burn it you should burn the hat <laughs> um there's also uh claims it's going to exacerbate in inequality in the music industry uh this 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 technology i I might How's need that? well this is what I was going to ask you um cuz I have I'm not sure cuz unless it's just another way of being able to influence what gets played to you well I mean I'm just I'm thinking as uh I don't know maybe like immediately what I'm thinking is if somebody if Spotify picks up more people saying good things while they're listening to a Justin Bieber playlist, mm. for example, then that would give him even more of an edge over somebody uh, about whom Spotify hasn't picked up any conversation. Mm. So, like, there aren't there aren't likely to be two people in a room right now listening to your track on Spotify and talking about you, mm. you know, saying, oh, this guy's really good. Have you seen his stream? Um, whereas, you know, it, it's far more likely that two or more people are in a room listening to Justin Bieber 
and one of them goes, oh, this song's really good. And then the other one goes, nah, I don't like it as much as his old album. And so Spotify knows, uh, you know, your your new out al- your your new album is performing a little less well, but people are talking about you positively. This means that I should promote this. That's that's the only, that's the first sort of real example I can think of of, of how it could be um, promoting inequality. Or yeah. it would identify the user that's that's uh, speaking negative comments and play the music or play related music to Justin Bieber or promote related music to Justin Bieber more. But so mm. so the 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 artist that that person likes that has a Venn diagram crossover in style or in connection with Justin Bieber plays those stuff more or suggests that stuff more in order to to wean them onto it. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that what we're talking about right now is absolute tinfoil hat stuff. It's yeah, it really is. Absolute tinfoil hat stuff. This is this is a set. I don't want this to turn into the Joe Rogan podcast. It's but the it corporations, has for a second. man. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't like the idea of like I I have Echo devices around the house, um, and that's mainly because I use them as a smart speaker, and I really enjoy being able to do stuff hands free. Um, and I know it listens to what I say. I know it. Li- I, I just got to have faith that it's only listening to a trigger word, um, and or only listening for a trigger word. And that trigger word is the one that I've set it. So there's there's a certain amount of faith that I have to have in these companies that I know a lot of people don't have. I know a lot of people don't want that sort of thing in their house, no matter how useful that might be. Um, so. I don't know where I was going with this point. You do you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, as far as I go, I don't have, um, I have, uh, so, you know, you, you can, you can ask Google on your phone to do shit for you. Yeah. Um, I haven't got that. I've got that deactivated for my lock screen. Right. So when, when the phone's locked, basically, yeah. um, it, it'll ignore me i do use it effectively i deny all cookies these days i go to the effort of saying no not these cookies not these not the only the essential ones yeah um and i went through i went into my google account the other day and there's like a log of things that it keeps about me and i've said look don't don't save any of this shit about yeah, me I've, I've so like i can't get myself se- well i could it would be very inconvenient for me to get myself separate from Google at this point. I've t- I've decided to, so I've stopped using Chrome. I I'm still using Google Mail because a lot of my uh, other stuff is linked through it. But I'm trying to separate myself as much as possible from Google, mm. without actually fully separating myself. So I don't. Use but e- even then, AdSense is everywhere. AdSense is everywhere. Um, but that's why. So what I've started to use, I've started to use Firefox. Mm. Um. Both on, on my phone as well. I've disabled Chrome on my phone, even though it comes with Chrome. You can disable it. Yeah. Um, I've uh, I've made Firefox my default browser. I I don't know. Like I, I don't know what more I can do uh, without yeah. screwing up my own company. Um, <laughs> I'm calling yeah. this a company now. Odd Hobbs well, is, now, is now a brand name. Um, 
So, yeah. So all in all, it's I, I tell you what, it's good that Spotify have made an official statement saying we're not going to use this and we're not going to sell it. This is this is just something that we found. We found that we can do this. Mm. Um, and so the the actual news article is that there's an open letter signed by loads of music artists that have said, please don't do it. Um, it looks like until, at the very least, until everyone forgets about it, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. But that's the danger, isn't it? That eventually... Yeah, well, like, I'm, the part of me is thinking, well, why have they even... If they're not going to use it and they're not going to sell it and they don't want it used, why are they mentioning it? It's so that we'll go, oh, thanks so much for developing that thing and they're not using it. And then we'll all go, oh, aren't Spotify nice? Let's move on to the next thing that we should possibly be outraged about. And then they slip it under. And then they, we can't claim that they didn't warn us. <laughs> well, we can claim that they, 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 that it is in writing that they said that they would never do it. Um, they said that they'd never do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so at the very least, there can we can boycott the product. Mm. How easy that would be because boycotting doesn't really do anything nowadays. No. Um, but that's that's the biggest piece of news this week, um, and I think it's. It's an important one to talk about. So yeah. going from important stuff to talk about to really unimportant stuff to talk about, it's, it feels, I'm not going to lie, it feels very weird for us to be fitting this into this short amount of time, doesn't it? It, well, feels, it feels rushed, but it's not. It's it's. I've, I've been timing no, this out very, very uh, I've taken a lot of time to try and work out what the time is going to be. Um, but this is uh, now. It's time for a section of the show called "Songs We Can't Get Enough Of." Theo, would you like to intro the show? Mm. The yeah. Section? So, songs we can't get enough of. Every week, Lawrence and I are keeping our ears open all week for uh, for music that catches us in some way. And it might be that we love the music or the rhythm or the the lyrics. Uh, we, it might be that it it just really made us laugh. But it's just something that we've had in our heads all week. And so we bring it to the show, we talk about it, we talk about why we love it. And every week, uh, these songs are put onto a playlist, which you can find on Spotify. It's called Why Can't I Do Music Good? Songs We Can't Get Enough Of. Uh, this week's are already posted. Yep. And um, Lawrence did a bit of shuffling about last week, so you can the ones that we're talking about today are right at the top of the playlist. Yep. So you can listen in, in reverse order. Yeah, and once once this show gets approved for Spotify distribution, 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 distribution uh, for podcast distribution, um, which should happen within the next few days, uh, so it won't be happening by the time that we record this, but it will be. It will obviously have happened by the time you listen to it. Um, we might have to change the name of that to initials of W C I D M G, Wicked um, M G. Yes. <laughs> um. But as long as you type in songs we can't get enough of, I don't, I can't, I haven't been able to find any other playlists called that. So um, it'll still be there. It's songs we can't get enough of, 69ZZZZZ. <laughs> Version final, final 99. Yeah, it's <laughs> final defo this time. <laughs> Last one. Um, it's like, dude, have you ever heard of numbers? Use numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, did you wanna? Did you wanna kick us off, or should, do you want me to kick us off? You go. Okay. So the the song that I picked this week uh, is by an old favourite of of us Brits, 
um so back in the day there was a there was a boy band called take that and uh a one member of of this boy band went off and did his own thing and his name was robbie williams not robin williams uh robbie williams and i he became a bit of an icon in terms of uh there was a there was a certain amount of metrosexuality that mm. has now kind of be, it, it has become a bit sour like because at the time it felt very cutting edge and very so progressive and very progressive but now it turns out that it was more of a caricature than anything um but it it became like very involved in his songwriting in the fact that he would talk about finding men attractive and uh and talk about having relationships with as many people as possible because he was just that sort of guy he was just this big big personality um so the the song that i wanted to talk about was a song called a song called supreme um i'm gonna put the lyrics up should i put the lyrics up now yeah screw it um so yeah so the song supreme and there's some interesting stuff that I found out about this. So, when I first started listening to it, I was like, this this verse sounds really familiar. Like, there's something weirdly familiar about this verse. You, you're going to say what I always thought about this song, I think. Yes, yes. So, um, so what I did was, I was like, okay, so let's let's dive into this. I went and found the sheet music. And I, I went and, and found all the... the uh, so I looked at it, and the, the verse is is as follows. It goes D minor, G minor, C, F major, and then it goes D minor, and then it modulates to an A minor, A major, A sharp major key. Um, so if we're going to get into like proper music theory here, the chord... So in the, in the key of D minor, those chords... Are your first chord, your fourth chord, your seventh chord, and your third chord? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is another song that has that pattern. It's in the key of A minor, and it has A minor, D minor, G, C, and then it does something a little bit different. It goes to an F, and then it modulates to its. It modulates to E major. Um. And the the chords for those are your first, your fourth your seventh and your third um and that key that song is i will survive um now um yeah yeah even the even the instrumental even the instrumental now it's the same man. yeah <laughs> i don't what i don't understand is i don't understand why they did this now i, I just to confirm what i thought I did some more research, and it was written by Rob Williams. It was written by Guy Chambers. The other writing credits are Dino Ficaris and Freddie Perrin, who wrote I Will Survive. Right. So it's a sample, then. Well, is it? Is it a sample? Or, like, the, the melody... Like, is it a sample if you take oh, the song. melody of the song? Because uh, everywhere does say, does use the same words that you've used. It's sampled. But I might be like no I'm no sure. you know what you're you're right the word sampled is not not the right word no it's it's definitely an homage and yeah well know... yeah that's what i was going to say maybe there's some sort of some sort of homage royalty 
that that you can apply to songs that so like maybe um the chi lights have one for, yeah for beyonce yeah i i reckon they probably would um the I'll, I'll except get, I'll... that is a sample though that is a sample so it's, yeah it's, i think it's i think it's a different area of like musical legality well i'll dive very very quickly into the themes of the track because mm. it wouldn't be this show if we didn't look at the themes very quickly um sure. there's not a lot to talk about here because there's not a lot said in this song um so it's, it's it's about desire to be in relationship but you can't find someone who fits you so you settle for people who like you for being famous than any other reason that is just that is what the song is about it's about robbie williams um being too much Robbie Williams, except the way that Robbie Williams tends to perform these very sincere lyrics, he performs them as if it's an inside joke between you and him. Mm. Like there's 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 a smirk that you know he's on his face the entire time. Um, so you uh, yeah. you've got you've got the very first verse. Oh, it seemed forever stopped today. All the lonely hearts in London caught a plane and flew away. All the best women are married. All the handsome men are gay. You feel deprived, um, and you know that he's going. You will survive. You will, yeah. Well, he says it. You feel he's, deprived. Well, he says it at the end of the verse. He says, "You will you survive? You must survive." And I was wondering whether the reason why they decided to to do it around the this chord structure is simply because of that lyric. But it seems like a really shallow reason to do it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, so that it's yeah. weird. I mean, at the very least, the people who wrote "I Will Survive" are credited in the in the writing of this song. Yeah, which, which is, I'm very happy with. Yeah, yeah, you you got to respect, yeah. especially these days. And you know what? Just like I said this before, but '80s '90s pop is where pop was proper. Like I like. So many good pop songs mm. came out of the the late eighties and the and the nineties. Well, it's because we we were sort of we we perfected the art of pop by then. It was mm. much harder to. So, what happens is that we we go through a period of this is why we have so many one hit wonders in a in a decade, and then the decade afterwards there's barely any because we experiment as as a um, as a culture as a musical culture we experiment with what the formula is for a perfect pop song mm -hmm. and we we almost get it we keep almost getting it because there's always there's, there's these artists that go okay well i'm gonna release a song and it gets massive but they can't write it again they can't re re like repeat the glory so yeah, yeah so they're like okay so it's almost that formula and then the by by the next 10 years you're like okay we've worked it out so for that 10 years, everything that's released is in the very similar sort of style. And it's because, and this is what we were talking about, Joel, um, in the chat. Every new pop song sounds the same. Why is that? It's because when you, when you get, when you find out what the formula is for that perfect song that will always chart and will always make you money, you ride that until people get bored of it. So you beat that dead horse until it quits spitting out money. Yeah. So we were talking last Quote, time Pope about Adam. the uh, about well, not last time the show before about the Latin rhythm. How everything has the Latin rhythm at the moment. Boom. Ba -dum 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 -ba -dum -dum. The reason but, yeah, why but, everything but, has the Latin yeah, rhythm. Yeah. Not even is because... the Latin. It's the 
the simplest and least interesting of Latin rhythms. Yes. Like, yeah. I'd love to hear a samba clave in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, so, you, so the reason why you keep hearing that is because they have identified that as part of the formula. And so you will keep hearing that. You'll keep hearing similarities. So when you when you when you hear every pop song sounding the same, one good job for identifying that there are similarities there because uh, there are some people out there that can't identify the similarities. They just know that they like this song and they like this song. It gives them the same dopamine hit. Um, what I would do is, and next time you hear a song that sounds the same as other songs that have been released this decade, it's an interesting and actually a really valuable process to identify exactly what it is that has made it sound the same. And you can well, get ahead of the curve. Well, you know what, though? Even even before the, the reggaeton... Uh, even before that, the whole... Yeah. That... That has always that has been a thing for a little while. Yep. You know, there are a million songs that do that. And it's like the use of delay in the eighties. Like there's there was this huge mm. thing where there was these big, um, very, very simple but very obvious delay usage, um, and that was identified as a as a as a thing. Not so much in pop music; it was used a lot more in sort of pop rock. But um, you know, is talking more like uh, in the air tonight? sort of thing yes in the air tonight and you too um used it a lot in their guitars um but it was like the 80s and 90s that sort of came around and that was sort of a thing for a while um but then we as as listeners get bored of it and then when you see the stale sales start to drop that's when you start to try and identify the next hit which is why then for a decade we're going to have a load of hot one hit wonders which is why mm. in the over the last 10 years you have a lot of bands that have that have gotten uh Jason Janik has chimed Jason. in the chat. He says gated verbs in the eighties, over uh, overtuned vocals in the two thousand. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so that's why two thousand ten, um, the twenty tens, kind of we didn't get a lot of artists that have bled over into into the twenty twenties. Now, admittedly, we are right at the beginning of that, but I think that this this the twenty twenties is going to be the year or the decade when we start to see those trends be really really utilized yeah 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 well i'm i'm just thinking as well like we've the this last like the tens have sort of kind of been the most disposable that that music's been mm -hmm. i think because you had i think it was like pop idol mm. that sparked the thing off we, we started talking about this before um and it's uh, it was all about let's take a bunch of people you don't know, narrow them down to one person who is the best, and by the end of that, you. So you'll have to repeat that, Theo. We lost you for a second. Okay. Um, so it's, uh, talking about like a pop idol, which was like was that the early noughties or like the mids? Yeah, early um, noughties. Yeah. So they they narrowed down. A bunch of um, nameless singers mm. down to one, um, and that was great. And but because it made money, because it worked, because people tuned in, that's you know that's how we got all these shows like The Voice 
and X Factor and Britain Got Talent, mm. it's become so much more about let's get everyone watching a show for a for a couple of months. At the end of it, all we'll have to pay out is one like record deal. Yep. Um, and we've already you know made these that other money. people yeah. might get popular off the back of it, and that's great if they if we can get a record deal out of them too if they're popular enough that's that's a bonus mm -hmm. every week people phone in they'll vote they'll give us their money and now it's uh it's almost it's almost sort of expected that somebody will come on and then won't win and will be completely forgotten mm. or will win and will release one mediocre one mediocre album one shitty album and then we'll never hear from them again yeah, <laughs> yeah. um Joel also says, uh, Mr. Jolie in the chat says, uh, and there are hardly any guitar riffs nowadays. Guitar riffs yeah, are coming man, back. That, that requires a knowledge of guitar. Yeah, guitar, so. <laughs> guitars are coming back. Um, they're not as heavily lent on as they were. And if they are, it tends to be like um, nylon stringed, like classical guitar, flamenco, Samples. Spanish guitar yeah. samples. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, talking about Supreme by Robbie Williams. I think is a really good example of when that goes right because mm. it is a good song and it does well at what robert williams does which is entertaining you um the thing yeah. I, I like the production as well mm. like i like the drum i like the the it, tambourine pretty yeah. much constantly going in the background yeah. the, the 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 there's the a sneaky and church can, organ in it, there as well sneaky big old pipe organ very in the, in, in the, it's in the second yeah. verse and it just it just does it just plays in the relative minor underneath everything. It's really nice. That's cool. Mm. But yeah, it's just like and the strings as well. It's, and this is what I was saying. Like there was so there was it seems like there was a lot more effort put into the music mm. song, you know, because like you you hear in eighties and nineties pop certainly more than you do now. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I've heard a key change um, outside of. Beyonce's whatever that song's called, but um, love on so top. Many. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like there are so many. If you take uh, Man Eater by um, Hall Notes, yeah, Hall Notes, yeah. Like that, the intro is in a different key to the verse. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like you, you have the intro and you you hear it a certain way, and you do 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 do. Like yeah. it, it goes into a it goes into a major, and it's interesting, and that happens a fair amount. You know, I th I think there's even like a slight modulation on murder on the dance floor. Yeah. Um. And it just doesn't. It's just like it's a bit more complicated to do that, and well, not enough people notice that you'll make any more money off of it for putting the extra effort in. Yeah, I think that that what happened was this is because of dubstep. And it's because the key change, the the key modulation, they realized it was easier to do a drop than to do a key modulation to do that final chorus. Mm, no. That's yeah. my theory. I don't have anything to back that up. Well, um, I've we've talked a very long time about Rob Williams. Do you want to talk about your track? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, this is a song called It's All Part of the Plan. It's by the Punch Brothers, who... I hadn't heard of this song's been in my been in a playlist for a little while, um, and I love it. And it's it's a real shame that we can't play other people's music on this channel. 
because the best thing like i can't tell you that it's good like you got to hear it yeah um so it's in uh, it's in five time and it's just the the rhythm of the uh the guitar with the vocals is just so nice you know what i've can i i just want to find a like a sample just to just to sing a little um uh because i'm in charge now and he is and that it it is that yeah I'm in charge now and he isn't and it isn't anybody's business but mine. Everybody's business is mine. And I've been doing just as I please since I found my skeleton key. God, I love my skeleton key. You'll never guess who sold it to me, how much I bought it for. But believe me, buddy, I got a hell of a deal. It's weird, man. And I love it. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I'm always so impressed when an artist writes lyrics in something other than four four or three four um or six eight um just because i can't do it <laughs> just so like i know it's i know it's about understanding how to break up the timing i know it's about understanding emphasis because to do it in three four it's about hitting on that first and that third or the just the first and then six eight is first and then the, the, the fourth. you know what though it is initially it's about i think learning to do it is about learning to break up the rhythm you know break it up into so for five you might have a one two three one two one two three one two but eventually it doesn't it's like the same way that when you're when you're learning to drive you're like okay i need to make a turn i gotta check my mirrors i've got to slow down i've got to indicate i've got to check my mirrors again i've got to do all of this and then eventually if you're a good driver you yeah. yeah and eventually you go I need to make a turn now, and you just do all of that shit. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's it's the same with um, learning other time signatures and stuff. So seven eight for me, I used to have to go right. Well, it's it's eight eight, but I've got to I've got to start early. Um, and now I just like when I hear a song that's in seven, I know it's in seven. And if I need to count in seven, I can count in seven. It's it, it's effectively as easy as as counting in three yeah for me i'd probably combine the 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 base things that i know with the four four and the three four and i'd just like one two three four one two three one two yeah, three four exactly one, but two, three and you can do that and that that's that it absolutely works but what what i mean is there's a point where you've got that in your head and that helps you learn it but after a little while the same way that you get used to the feel of three four mm. or the feel of four four to the point where it's just you know that's in three four. That's in four four. Oh yeah, it's the same so it's, with seven eight. The more you expose yourself to it, so it's turning it from active memory into muscle memory, essentially. Yeah, it's just, it's just making it said. not weird. It's mm. just making it more normal to what you to what the the repertoire that you've got in your head. You're just expanding your your vocabulary, mm. basically, which I think is really cool. It's very cool, and it's a really interesting song as well. Um, another. Yet another collaborator with Wolfpack that we seem to keep finding. Yeah, like Wolfpack's around, man. Wolfpack's a bit of a slut. <gasps> you can't say that about I'm Wolfpack. Sorry. I'm sorry. She's a, a Wolfpack a is hug. is no no Wolfpack is just um, romantically ambitious. <laughs> romantically ambitious. There's a Jake Thackeray song called Isabel. Um, and it's about a woman who has a bucket list 
of all of the monuments, all of the national monuments she needs to be shagged in before she dies. Right. Um, and it's talking it about like how... The, it sounds like a uh, the plot of a Chuck Tyler New York book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, she's got... She's she's uh, she's been to Buckingham Palace and she had a quick romp in Buckingham Palace. Uh, you know she's been up London Monument, but the only place that she's never been able to 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 get in is the Royal Albert Hall, and she goes there every week. She's trying to find someone, and it's <laughs> it's really cool. And I can't remember why I started talking about it. To be honest with you, that's okay. Oh, Wolfpack's uh, a slut, musical <laughs> slut. <laughs> well. Just, Let's sleeping move, about let's move on to uh stuff in a similar vein shall we um so the second half of this discussion about songs is where we talk about a song that didn't get enough love um we identify a song that we that, that could be improved greatly um and so when i look at the when i when i try and pick a song for this particular section there's various different starting places that i have um, this time, I decided to look at the top songs of the decade. Um, and each song, whether I liked it or not, I was able to sort of justify for having a reason for the position it was in. So um, I'll find the list. Um, it was... So it started off... So the num number one, the number one song of the decade is Uptown Funk. Absolutely deserves to be there. Is a fun song. Everyone at least likes it, unless you've heard it way too much. But I think it's been a little while since I've heard it, so you could go back to liking it again. And was played loads, so clearly it's there. Um, number two was Party Rock Anthem, which, while not being a great song, was played a hell of a lot in every single Now uni I've days. Heard. Yeah, in our uni days, absolutely. <laughs> um, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Of course, there was going to be an Ed Sheeran song in the top three. Yeah. Um, number four is Closer by the Chainsmokers, which is a fine song. Like, it's okay. Like, I, it's not my favorite. Well, actually, it is one of my favorite songs to sing. Um, which one's which one's that? So, baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your rover for the good kind of fun. Um, it's the Do, one. Does it have the Does it have the the solo that is just? Yes. Yeah, that's a song that I thought was by the weekend that I was trying to find ages ago. Oh, um, so you wanted to right talk at the about beginning? Closer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I find I I really enjoy singing that song. Um, it's and I think lyrically, it's lyrically, it's a fun, it's a great song, but musically, it's not. Um, and then number five, number five is "Girls Like You" by Maroon Five, and I was thrown off by that because I thought to myself, I I haven't heard this song very much outside of listicles that people make of awful songs like i don't just lists of testicles <laughs> big one small one just why I your head. <laughs> <laughs> so i was so i was i was a bit thrown off um like what is it doing on this list at all let alone at number five just to give you a bit of context um that means that it 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 had more radio play than We Found Love by Rihanna, than Old Town Road by Lil Nas X, by somebody that I used than somebody I used to know by Gotcha, which was the number eight um top played song in the Billboard charts. Um it was higher in the list than Sunflower by Post Malone. It was higher in the list than Call Me Maybe. Um, really? Yeah. 
and it was it was higher in the list than um than what I thought would have been in this position if we had picked a Maroon 5 song that would have had this position, which would be moves like Jagger. I thought mm. that that would have been this song. If this, yeah, yeah. if that was in number five, I would understand it. We wouldn't be talking about it. But it's girls like you. Um. So, so now, yeah. So let's let's take a look at the track. Let's discuss what they should have done, or let's look at it. Let's yeah. Let's talk about it. Well, you know what? I tried to find. Um, I tried to find out where it started to to veer off. Right. Yeah. Because. I remember their first album. I, you know, I think I had it. I, I wasn't in love with it. But the first album when... was a bop. It was a yeah, good it was album. Right. It was all right. It was interesting. Like the lyrics were interesting. The singing was interesting, and the uh, the rhythms on the guitars. Well, I even thought... like their their first release, "Harder to Breathe," what mm. a song! And yeah, it's, man, it's so catchy, good. and the guitar plays just as much of a of a front role as the vocals. And yes, and it just—it's so good. It just does this sort of like post rock and roll, like that. Like he's doing this the whole time. (laughs) Just for the audio listeners, uh, Theo is dancing like dancing like he's in Footloose. Actually, Um, it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Westside. yeah, so like, I, I, like, some people would say the Maroon Five is low-hanging fruit at this point, but I would disagree because they released that first album, which was good. So we know yeah, yeah. they can write. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is it. Like, so I, I listened to all of the first album, uh, most of the second album, a bit of three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found was first album, good, fine, great, cool. Second album, again, fine. You know, if I if I just heard these two albums, I'd go, yeah, this is an all right band. I prefer their first album, but it's an all right band. Um, around the third album, the songwriting started to get a bit lazy, where they were just effectively, the one verse is made up of maybe three lines where they just repeat some yeah. of the same words from yeah. every line. Yeah. Um, but rhythmically, like the guitars were still interesting, the music was still interesting, they were still modulating. Yeah. yeah. Um and then yeah, so at that point, after the third album, the fourth album was just that's when the, the music started to get lazy as well. Right. And by the time I started listening to the fifth album, I thought, right, this is this is where I would absolutely definitely have stopped listening now. Yeah. yeah. Like the big issue that I have with this track is that it's not actually about anything. No, yeah. and that's the thing as well. Like, it, 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 they they seem to have like a a narrow sort of spectrum of topics mm. that well, they write on. We we already said that the Rob, uh, that Supreme by Warwick Williams wasn't really about anything, but at the yeah. very least, it's it's it knows it's not trying to be about anything really important, and it's done with a ton. The of music people. is good. The music is good. Whereas this isn't really about anything because it's trying to be about everything and nothing all at once. Mm. Like it's it's the equivalent of a film that tries to be a sci-fi and a comedy and a romance and a period drama all at the same time. <laughs> um, so I I kind of I had a look into how it actually achieves that from a technical level. 
So it does it by creating conflicts and then immediately resolving them. Um, right. So literally the first verse is, I, I wish I'd spent more time with you, but we had sex and now it's fine, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so literally the first line of the first verse is, here's the conflict. Here's what we can it's write. It's just a like song short around. stories. Yeah. And then it immediately resolves it. Um, this is an anthology. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it does. It basically does that. Um, then the chorus proposes all these like nothing statements, like girls like you run around with girls like me. Like, who is this girl? What mm. is she like? Yeah, like what are you implying about her? Yeah, and then girls like you. What? What about girl? What? What do you mean, girls like me? Yeah. And that, that that's that caught me for a really long time, and then I realised that the you in girls like you is meant to be the listener, and that's why there's no description of the girl in this. Because as soon as there's a description of the girl, the listener realises, oh, that's not me, and it rips them from their daydream of sleeping with Adam Levine, and then they turn off the song. Yeah, um, yeah I guess yeah. So this is, it, it's, and that's 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 by design. That is the design of the song. It's similar to like the Twilight effect, where you ensure the characters have only the bare minimum amount of personality so that the consumer mm. can picture themselves or their ideal partner in the scenario, which strengthens their connection to the characters. So yeah. this is essentially painting everything beige because it doesn't offend anyone. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, like the thing, it's like getting up on stage and telling one-liners about frisbees. Yes, <laughs> and, and 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 here, here is the kicker. Here's the kicker. The this way of writing songs clearly worked. Like, yeah, it's the fifth most played song of the decade. And now, so the reason I'm saying that this song didn't get enough love because clearly it worked as a song. Um, is because there isn't any love in this song yeah it's it, there's no passion for the craft there, it's, it's clinical right? yeah it is the it's like it's a four four it's like just drag in a beat that we've got in the in the bin, bin over there yep and just like what rhymes with you like <laughs> ooh, who rhymes with you right that'll do ds composing ds, DS composing in the chat says how's it going hey ds we're very well, thank you. We're just uh, discussing Girls Like You by Maroon 5, and we're talking about Shit, how we'd improve it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, it, there's this, it's a, the, this song is a musical formula for a hit single concentrated and then recorded and played a million times on the radio. It's, it's not being treated as music. It's being treated as an investment. Mm. Um, yeah. So... Here we get to the to the to the crux of of everything. How would I improve this song? I mean, unless like, do you want me to hold off on that? Is there anything else that you wanted to say about the song? No, I want I want to hear what you say. Okay, so the one way of going about it would be that um, I could say that I would want Adam Levine to commit the story, commit to the story, and and weave a narrative. And actually make some music here. How but, about a uh, personality for that girl in there? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: if we, if, I think we can also treat this as an investment, but make me feel less angry about it. So I don't. I think that that problem 
the idea about him not making it actually be music is 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 really surface level. Mm. Um, if Maroon Five don't want to be musicians anymore, then fine. <laughs> if they don't want to be musicians anymore, then that's okay. They don't have to be, but they need to stop pretending they are. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> what? What? Is this like? <laughs> If you don't want to do it anymore, that's like nobody's making you do it. I I thought you wanted to do this. That's why that's why I'm I'm pushing you so hard. I thought you wanted to, do it. but if you don't, that's fine. Just let me know and we'll stop this. <laughs> we'll just let it fucking die if, if that's what you want. Oh yeah, like. I, uh, respect for trying the point is that you tried <laughs> look I, I know I'm going to go back to Robbie Williams as, as an example here because I think that it, it weirdly encapsulates it perfectly what I'm trying to say um, like when when Robbie Williams left Take That what did they lose they didn't lose a musician they didn't lose really a singer either they lost a personality they lost the most entertaining member of the group. Um, so when he went solo, his first single was "Let Me Entertain You," uh, because that's what he was, and he didn't yeah. he didn't pretend to be anything else. So I think that they need to drop the musician image and lean fully into the entertainer image. Um, I mean, for, they so why why would I suggest that? Because they did the halftime show at the Super Bowl. For God's sake, like mm. that's not the sort of gig you get by being a musician. Like, yeah, can you is. imagine like Haim or Neil Young or the National like headlining the Super Bowl halftime show? No, no, you cannot. <laughs> like, and that's because the the audience for that show is not an audience that wants to listen to music. Being booked for the halftime show at the Super Bowl means that the music industry thinks of you as purely entertainment and you accepting that gig means you also think it's true yeah <laughs> so so what's what's the problem here like just just spam out tracks make some money stop taking yourself so seriously be entertaining yourselves on t-shirts put yourselves on t put wear some t-shirts first um yeah <laughs> if this song was performed by entertainers rather than people who are actively trying to lie to themselves and me I would be less angry about that song being where it was because then it would be just true to life. But yeah. It'd be it'd be like, oh, why is Gangnam Style popular? Because it's just fun. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this, this this could be a fun song if it was performed with the tongue-in-cheek nature that Robbie Williams performs when he says is there a tumor in your? Uh, are you questioning your size? Is there a tumor in your humor? Are there bags under your eyes? Do you leave dents where you sit? Like, yeah. Are uh, you get a bit? Exactly. Like if they performed it with that same sort of arrogant but kind of fun bravado, I think I would be more inclined to accept it as a as a as a as what it is. Yeah. You know what? Just while I'm thinking about it. Robbie Williams's uh, song for Johnny English just 
It was probably my favourite part of the of the of the film. To be honest, with to you, be fair, ever, so. I, I, I'm surprised it, that Robbie Williams hadn't done a Bond theme before because every song that he releases sounds like it should be a Bond. Theme. So stringsy. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so we're we're getting to the the basically to the end of the show. Mm. Um. So, do you want to do very quick a wheel of conversation? Let's do this yes. wheel of conversation, shall we? <laughs> Spin the wheel of the conversation. conversation. What is it going to Where's land? It going to on? land on? Spin the wheel Spin of conversation. Conversation. Pull the power of random. random. Nice. Oh god, it's a big one. It's a big question. Um, I'm not sure if we can uh, if we can answer it in five minutes. What is one thing? So actually, it's it's making it a lot smaller. But what is one thing that we could do to fix the music industry? And what I mean by that is, what is a small thing that we could all do to make everything a little bit better in the music industry? I know, I, big question. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel like, like an immediate solution. Mm -hmm. Get uh, whatever SoundCloud's paid account is called and listen to the artists that you, you listen to. So for, for listeners and, and for people in the audience at the moment who aren't aware of what we're talking about, um, <laughs> Mr. Jolly says, you need a day to talk about that one. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. What's one small thing we can do? But you're right. It's a big topic. Um, so yeah, so, so for the people who aren't aware, SoundCloud have recently changed their subscription model um, where instead of your listens generating money and going into a big pool of money and then they divide it out between all their top earners uh, or divide it out equally between the people who have um, been most popular. They take the money that... So let's say that I listen to basically only ever Neil Young. Let's go for the examples I used earlier. Hey, Neil Young and The National. Let's say I, I only listen to those three on Spotify. Then the mute the money that my plays generate, no matter how small it is, will be divided between those three people. So it's weirdly it's capitalism, but it's positive capitalism. Mm. It's capitalism with a bit of a socialist edge, which I really like. Yeah, I am, I at heart, I'm a socialist. I think I think that the biggest problem with the music industry is just that. It's so big. Hmm. It is so big yep. and so powerful. And there are, you know, a couple of companies who can do whatever they want because they've got, you know, if they, it, so there's, a, there's a, like everybody basically has been, every YouTuber has been attacked by universal music for something or other. Um, and it's because, a league battle for them costs pennies mm -hmm. and can they, they can say and they do say you know these radio stations got to play these songs because we want these people to be popular so that we can put nikes on them whatever um and i think something like soundcloud where you can say right you listen to these people so these people are going to get the money that you that we generate you being here mm -hmm. um yeah it, it's just a matter
asterisk in, in the way that everyone can leave their doors unlocked. That everyone knows you just walk, you know that nobody's coming in to, to do you any ill. Yeah. But the bigger a population gets, and the the more people there are, and the less well you can know each of them, the the more the more likely it is that someone's going to break your house yeah. and screw you over. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that was actually, that might have been the most succinct and perfect answer for that particular question. I'm going to keep that question on the wheel because I think every time we come to it, we could discuss something else small mm. that, that we as, as or that we can do to, to fix that one. So I'm going to keep that going. Well, that, that brings us to the end of the show. If you're watching on Twitch, um, don't go anywhere because uh, we have the after show uh, where we're going to talk to you in general, we're going to continue the conversations that we started during the show. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much for watching us on YouTube. You can watch us live on Twitch and be part of the live Twitch audience. Um, and if you're listening to us via your favorite podcast app, thank you so much for doing that. Please recommend mm. us to other people. And if you want to watch the visual version of what you just listened to, that will be on YouTube. And if you want to join us live and be part of the live Twitch audience, then uh, that will then just go to twitch.tv forward slash oddhops and you'll be able to watch us there. Um, Theo, do you want to do some quick shout-outs before we go? I, I, want to, I want to plug myself good and proper. So <laughs> my name's Theo Dehaney. I'm a musician. You can find me at Theo Dehaney on Insta... Uh, Theo Dehaney Music, sorry, on Instagram. I keep forgetting my own <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm also on YouTube as Theo Dehaney. Um, I have a song up. It's called Deep Deep Blue. I'm working on the studio version. I'm jolly proud of that song. Um, and yeah, tune in for that. It's an excellent song. Um, and my name is Lawrence Hobbs. You can find me on Instagram at L Hobbs Music. Uh, you can find my YouTube, Lawrence Hobbs, to watch the show live. And if you're already on YouTube right now, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash odd hobs to watch us there do not forget to keep uh, to follow the why can't i do music good songs we can't get enough of playlist to be up to date with the songs that we're going to talk about and it's a cool playlist to play to your friends um and if you're listening on the podcast app we will talk to you next week but for everyone on twitch um i will see you in a second uh thank you very much everyone for joining us and without further ado good, good.